What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the show. This is Real Reality Realness with Brian K. James, the podcast where I, your host, Brian, interview figures in music, reality TV, and pop culture about their lives, their perspectives, and their platforms. Join me five days a week as I get to know some of my favorite people through their points of view and their journeys to their personal greatness. Lock in while I clock in, because we are about to get into it. Welcome and welcome back to the show. This is Real Reality Realness. I am Brian K. James, and I put the mess in the message. I am so excited to have this person on the show today. They are a dope recording artist who you may have caught performing in some of your favorite reality shows, but I cannot wait to get to know them better. Ladies, gentlemen, and every gender or lack thereof in between, join me in welcoming to the show, Hemingway. How are you doing? I'm doing absolutely amazing. How are you? I am feeling so good. You are starting off my day incredible. I am so thankful for you to be here. (laughs) No, thank you. Of course. I appreciate you taking my call. Absolutely, absolutely. (laughs) What are you most looking forward to from this year? Girls. Elevation. This is the year of elevation. It's my my Jordan year. (laughs) So this is the year of elevation. That's what I'm looking forward to the most. Yes, Jordan year. I live for that. (laughs) What are you most looking forward to leaving behind in 2022? Doubt. um, And just anything from the past. I feel like it, nothing from 2022 should go with me. I feel like that was a really, really rough year for me. So I honestly don't want to carry any of that with me right now. Totally understand that. For the people who don't know, can you let my audience in on who is Hemingway? Absolutely. Um, well, my name is Hemingway, of course. It's spelled H-E-M-M-I-N-G-W, the number eight. Why? Um, eight is my manifestation number. Uh, Ernest Hemingway is one of my favorite writers. Uh, one of my favorite books is The Have and Have Nots. So um, I've always prided myself on my penmanship. I'm an R&B neo-soul artist. Um, I reside in Atlanta at the moment. I'm from Birmingham, Alabama, by way of Clarksville, Tennessee. I am 33 years old, and this is actually my third year doing music. I was a dancer, and well, I still am a dancer, (laughs) uh, and choreographer, creative director before I I transitioned into music. But yeah, I'm just a little old country boy out here trying to make it in the city. (laughs) I love that. 
very nice. When did you discover music? As a kid, I discovered music like a long time ago. So I have, I've been in like choir, show choir, um, praise and worship. I am a, a PK. I'm the the product of church for sure, through and through. But uh, I discovered music at a really, really early age because I was always around it. My mother um, was a part of Columbia House. If you don't know what that is, you're too young. Uh-oh, but my mom was in the house. Uh, she used to get CDs all the time. Like, she was getting CDs, like, all the time. But she would always tell me, like, not to open them. But I was fascinated at the fact that they were sending her music. So I would open them and listen to them and then try to, like, fill the boxes back with glue. I'm dead. <laughs> some of the times it worked, like, some of the times it didn't. Um, but I used to steal her CD case. And I used to make CDs and like tapes like i used to take and record like cassette tapes of like mixtapes of songs that i really really liked that she told me i couldn't listen to um i was very like very persistent about music so even when they punished me like they would take my karaoke machine they would take my cds they would take my tapes and tell me i could still go outside and play and do whatever else because they knew that's like what would kind of hurt me the most because Going out, like going outside, release. I didn't do that. <laughs> I like to be in the house. Like I like to listen to music and stuff like that. So I discovered it super early. Wow, I love that. Now, when did when do you feel like you discovered your voice? Ooh, my own voice. Mm-hmm. Probably it was it was. Over the last three years, I feel like I'm still learning a lot. I still, I feel like I have more room to grow vocally. And I feel like I'm still in a space of, I know what it sounds like. I know that I have one, but I just feel like there's so much more nurturing that's needed. Cause I literally, I didn't start singing like on my own own until like over like the last three years like right before my dad passed is when i actually started kind of dabbling in it more um it's just he's like he's still thugging it he'd be around <laughs> like especially really i know when certain stuff happened i'm like my dad is up there bullying people but i love that for me. <laughs> so, you know, so appreciate it um but yeah, over like the last three years, I kind of like took the time out to really discover it and took the like the time out to understand that I do have one. It's just a matter of what I'm going to do with it. What is it going to sound like? How are we going to go about doing this? Okay. So describe the moment for me that you knew that you were talented. My mom had a salon and it was connected to our house uh, after like my parents divorced but she had like a a salon connected to like our house and she used to have like her customers come through or whatever they knew me because i would always be over there in their business and just running back and forth bothering my mom but i used to put shows together to perform for my mom's clients. Like by the time she was finished doing their hair, 
I would ask them to come over to the house and we had like these steps. It was like four steps that led up to like the kitchen area and it was like downstairs with the den. I would perform on the steps, like on the den like steps. Uh, and they would just come over, like after they finished, they'll come over, they'll just stand in the doorway. I'll perform my little song and they would clap and go on about their business. Um, but my, my show started to get more elaborate because one of her customers had two daughters. So whenever they would come like with their mom, I would be like, okay, y'all, so I need dances this time. <laughs> so we go put together this routine. I'm gonna show it to y'all. And when y'all mom finish, we gonna show it to her. Uh, Christina Aguilera, come on over, was one of my favorites. And then- Period. Um, <laughs> and I remember I did, uh, we did Black As If for the Bring It On soundtrack. Like classic. <laughs> so I knew I had something then. I just didn't know what I had. I absolutely fucking love that. <laughs> you had me a black child. <laughs> yes, that was one of my favorites. They are probably my favorite girl group for it for very interesting reasons, but I get love that. But I mean, you were you were around like during Eden's crush and yes and Bewitched and all okay okay Bewitched Dream absolutely Um, yes all the girls that's Club Seven the Eighteen all the like all the girls yes by the way by the way I just got confirmation that we're getting an S Club Seven reunion with all seven members throw that out there for the grown children out there. Absolutely. You Let's just see. had to be. You had to be there. Like you really had to be there when like music like that was going on. Like you really, really had to be there. Listen, Bradley McIntosh is how I knew I was gay. Let's be very clear. <laughs> Let's be very clear. Bradley McIntosh is the one. Absolutely. He's that still the one. That man was perfection. Ooh, yes, guy. Uh, <laughs> But yes, child, you had to really, you just had to be around for Black. Like, yes. nobody, like, you just had to be around for Black because now, with it, like, back then, you just weren't questioning why J.C. Chazé from NSYNC was thinking about baggy jeans for Thug Appeal. At all. At you, all. you just didn't care. <laughs> you just didn't, didn't care. It Music felt like a lot to me. I felt like those were moments where music so really, really good, and the lines were a bit more blurrier as to who's gonna do what, who's gonna sing about what. Because we even had like Jordan Knight. If you would have never heard, like, you would have thought Jordan Knight was probably like an older black guy. Like, if you would have ever seen his face, it was exactly. just music. Just with it, just it felt different. The texture of it felt different. It felt like people actually cared about what they were putting out. Like we had music that actually had storylines. The music videos had storylines. It actually took you somewhere. Like it just wasn't a bunch of stuff just kind of like thrown together. So yeah, music was definitely, it was different then. It was different. 10 million percent. Now, do you remember what your first lyrics were about? Yes. Um. My I used my name was Lyric. Um, my name was Lyric at that time. 
I spelt it with a C, um, the same way you just like normally spell it or whatever the case might be. Uh, this was during Facebook. I had a friend, his name was Dante Diggs. Uh, I recorded at his house and it was actually two songs. The first one was a sample of Can You Stand in the Rain? And he flipped the beat. And I remember I was singing about a boy and this was like when I was like, I was, I, cause I was dating guys, well, like thinking I was dating guys <laughs> around like 17, like 16, 17. Um, I, I love that for you. I thought I was dating guys. I love that. I, love <laughs> cause I didn't know what I was doing. I was, I was just out there being reckless. Like I really did not know exactly what what i was doing i knew that i was attracted to guys but I, I i knew i wasn't like dating properly for a nice little while um but it was this song about coming back to get me it was like if you were to leave me in the rain or whatever like would you actually come back and get me i took a sample of that at the end of one of my songs it's called yktv one of the first songs i professionally recorded and it was so randomly placed at the very, very end of the song. Um, and then in GPS, the um, the rap that's in GPS, that, that third verse is actually one of the first little raps I ever wrote um, when I was in high school. Like my freshman year of high school, like I took it and I just flipped it and I added a little bit more to it. But yeah, it was, I wrote that rap when I was a kid. And I just used it like in my, in my adult life. You better. I was thinking about <laughs> boys at such a young age. <laughs> I was thinking about boys at a very, very young age. And I'm just like, when I look back at it now and I say it out loud, I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> you were fast. And fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I love that for you. Shout out to all the fast ass little helpers out there. Right. <laughs> Shout out Making to you. Making it happen. <laughs> Honey. That, yeah, God bless you. <laughs> now, now, can you name one of your songs that would instantly allow my audience to get to know you? Um, GPS. GPS mm. or writers. Um, I feel like GPS or Writer's Block. Um, Writer's Block is probably one of the most recent songs I released. Um, you know what? I take that back. Writer's Block or 222. I mean, well, it's a cover to 222. Um, but it's called 888. That song is a very vulnerable song. It's like it's it's like it has moments of confidence and moments of vulnerability because I have this niche or like this thing that I do in my music where I will air my dirty laundry um, and just things that people normally would consider the weak parts of you and exploit them before anybody else gets the opportunity to do that. So a lot of my music is very, uh, it's open. like. It's, it's very open. I talk about moments when I was broke. I talk about moments when I cheated. I talk about moments when I've been hurt the most by somebody. Um, I talk about what it's like being with me. Like, what's love? Because, you know, I really love love. Like, 
what's it like but I definitely think um between 888 and writer's block you'll get to to know more of a, a vulnerable side of me I feel like GPS is more of a you get to know what it's like to love me like I love I love kind of hard and I just kind of like need people to guide me through that but yeah like those I can't really give you one but that's my big three <laughs> I love that I'll take it <laughs> I will gladly take it <laughs> now what do you think is what do you think is the realest thing that you've written so far 888. 888 um, is by far the most um, uncut, uncensored um, thing that I've written just because it was, it's based off of my last relationship. And I think everybody was waiting that in my circle of people like that knew me and just even like circle of artists that knew me. Um, my ex retaliated because I was dating an artist, which he's probably one of the reasons I said I'll never date another artist ever again. Um, <laughs> but he did retaliate and he made a bunch of tracks. Um, I love him to death. Me and him are on good terms. Like, so we just recently spoke and he just was like, I was waiting on you to retaliate. I thought we was going to get these girls a show. And I'm just like, no. I, <laughs> I wasn't going to retaliate. Like, I, I wasn't going to do that. Like, that's, it's just not me. I wanted to, but I never, I never took the time out to, like, even to this day, all the tracks that he made, I haven't listened to not one of them. Wow. I haven't listened to one of them. And I can, like, I can put that on my father's grave um, that I have not, I haven't done it. I, I never, I never, took the time out because I knew it was just going to kind of open wounds back up um, because I know he's a very one straight shooter but I knew it was to be to get his hurt out like it was to get out how he felt and I know he's a creator he got a pen just like I got a pen it's been work just like mine so I already knew it was some shit especially for like my friends and stuff to hit me and be like he dropped this track bitch and I'm just like Y'all relax. I was like, everybody relax. Everybody relax. Like, bring it back down. Everybody calm down. If I'm not hyped up, y'all don't be hyped up. But um, 888, I went for it. Like, 888, I finally kind of, like, let it, let it out finally and kind of got it out of my system um, because I've been holding on to it. Like, I, I really, really have been holding, holding on to it. And I was just like, okay, you need to kind of get this out so you can move on. And and just kind of like just leave that situation alone. But like we just recently, we recently just like started back communicating with each other, and it's actually been super fucking pleasant. Um. So yeah, I think eight 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 with that's definitely the one. That's probably one of the realest things I've written. Shout out to your ex. Yeah, shout out, shout out to him. <laughs> shout out for sure. Because I, I, I'm pretty much known at this point for not being a messy podcast, right? <laughs> but, however, 
this is gonna be a moment where I get slightly messy. It is very interesting to sit here and, you know, you really pulled like the Nicki Minaj little Kim move. Like he pulled a whole Black Friday and made a whole album about you basically, and you responded with nothing. That is iconic. Nothing. In itself. That is iconic in itself. Even though you came back eventually with the 888, like the fact that you just sat there and just, and still to this day, it's like, oh, girl, I ain't gotta, I don't need that. No, I'm good. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie and say it wasn't hard, but sure. I, I will say it was. It, it showed me a different level of growth like with myself um, just because once again when you date somebody you know them like especially like when you actually were like I was in, we were engaged you know what I'm saying like so it's just like one of those things where it was more than just oh this cute we doing this for the gram like I, I can I can truly say I was in love I can truly say that I still do love and have a lot of love for him um, so me knowing how he is when he get in bully mode I knew it was coming. I just didn't know mm-hmm. when or how soon. Like I, I didn't know when, like when it was actually gonna happen. Um, but even when it happened, it was like sporadic. Like it was just like a track here, and then you know, another track here, and then another one to pop out. But it was just like one of those things where, I, you're an artist. I'm an artist, so we write some experience, and knowing that is what kept me calm like in those moments because again you have such a dynamic man that is very guarded you know what I'm saying and he doesn't like people to see his emotions so the only way that he can really get out a situation like this with him being like hurt from like love is pinning it and putting it like and putting it in a song and like getting it off his chest. So I knew that was our love language. Our love language was music. So that I knew it was therapeutic for him. So I couldn't even fault him. I wasn't even mad about it. I shared them. Like I supported him. Like I, I shared the songs. I just didn't Not listen to them. them. Yeah, I just didn't listen to him. Like I shared them on my story, like until he blocked me. Like he had finally blocked me because I feel like he thought I was being petty, but I wasn't, I was, even though we not together, like, I still support what you got going on for sure. You're an amazing artist. Why wouldn't I? That's crazy. Totally hear that. I totally hear that. It, <laughs> <laughs> it does make me wonder now, even though you seem to be very mature with a hint of petty. What, you say. <laughs> with just a hint. You know, we all need a splash. Just a dash. <laughs> just a drop will do you. <laughs> You know, and I'm with you on that. I pride myself on that, you know, not being messy unless contractually obligated. Oh, yeah. But but, um, why did going through that make you not want to date another artist? Because it seems like you came through that with a lot of positive resolve and you seem to have gone through it really mature and knew how to handle yourself and gave him a lot of grace and understanding that I don't think a lot of people would offer their ex, creating several mini diss tracks. About, and mind you, I'm not reading your ex because this could be anybody and I would feel the oh, same no, way. No. Yeah, for sure. Um, I just feel like 
I personally, he was like, it, it had started becoming a reoccurring thing of me running into artists. Cause before him, I was dating an artist. Um, and I just, I pour, I'm a giver. And being that I do so much, like I curate events, music events, you know what I'm saying? I do graphic design, I DJ, I write, like, and I'm, I, I network and I can use my network well, you know what I'm saying? I'm saying? Like I connect like well when it comes to like just the entertainment industry within the city because I was a dancer first and a choreographer first. I was a PA, I did all of that stuff and I just kept all my connections. So I felt like I started to slip away my, like I let myself slip away to make sure he was good and make sure he had motion and like I'm always like that with people like whenever I meet people even my friends I tell people a lot of times so don't tell me what it is that you want to do tell me when you want to get started like mm -hmm. because I'm gonna try my best as a person to make it happen like even if it's just like small strides here and there I'm gonna do my best to like help you make it happen and I just I don't want to lose myself as an artist um, at the expense of somebody else. I feel like I need to be a bit more stable as an artist and within, you know what I'm saying, my creative space and stuff like that. Now I feel like I am, then I did. Cause I was still trying to figure out what it, where I wanted to go with it, what I wanted to do with it. But it was like, I would start to get like thrown off and consumed. Um, and then, yeah, like this, I mean, that's really it. That's the only reason why, but it just seems like I'm cursed because even after that last, like my last relationship, I keep running into artists, but I have, I think it's because we put ourselves in certain spaces to where we, we run into those people. You know what I'm saying? That's like me saying, I don't want to be an artist, but every week I'm at a show. So I'm naturally going to run into artists so it's, it's, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's just naturally gonna happen to me a lot. So I just, I was like, well, let me go to somebody's kitchen because I would like to date a chef. Um, Dad. <laughs> so maybe I need to go to a culinary school or something like to figure this out. But no, I'm I'm open to it now. Now now I'm, I'm a bit more open to it. I think I was just like being bitter. <laughs> I think I was being really good. <laughs> And I said, I just don't want to do this shit again. I love that you were able to talk through that. Because you was like, <laughs> listen, fuck an artist. Let me get my ass to the bank. Hell no. Banker. I was fuck like, I did a summer walker already. I don't want to do no more of those. Like, uh-uh. <laughs> he said, bitch, and I'm still over it. I ain't got time. <laughs> And I'm still over it. Absolutely not. He said, I'm finna go to the bank. I'm finna go to the damn. He said, I'm finna go to the salon. I'm finna go find somebody to do hair chair. I'm finna go find me a chair. I cannot. I love that for you. So you're currently dating an artist? Uh-uh, I'm single. <laughs> I was just waiting for that to drop. You're like, so my current boyfriend's a rapper, and uh, uh, we have an EP coming out. <laughs> we just dropped the EP for Valentine's Day. Shout out to y'all. Surprise! Oh, that! <laughs> oh, no. Absolutely not. I'll be single, and I'm okay with that right now. Um, I am open to dating 
Um, right now, I'm definitely open to dating. Uh, as long as you're not an artist. No, I, you know, if you are, I find a seat. <laughs> if you are, we just gotta kind of, <laughs> we gotta have a conversation. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I'm, I'm hesitant now. I kind of pay attention to what it is they want from me. Like, are you around because you may benefit from something or are you around just because you like me? You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you fuck with me. Like, you like the vibe. Like, you know what it is when you're around. Like, I like somebody that does music, but we don't necessarily talk about that all the time. Like, we could talk about something else, go do something else, laugh at something else. It's not, uh, we just, we talk about music all the time. Like, when that comes up, let it come up. But I don't want my pillow talks to be about a song I wrote or a song you wrote or nothing like that. Like, I pillow talk, let it be pillow talk. Let's talk about how your day went. Like, let's watch a movie. Let's go do something let's be social but I don't want it to be like just so engulfed to where you lose the relationship basically what what he's saying children let me translate for y'all basically <laughs> what he's saying is that if you are not in a position to put me on if I cannot benefit <laughs> from y'all if I can't chase a little bit of your clout a little bit I don't I want, want my I ain't gonna be able to do it I want I my thing I want all my things. Give me my things. I have no, paid but... my dues. Now I want my receipt. <laughs> okay. Nah, I'm just with you. like I'm really like, <laughs> but no, just honestly with me, just show up. Just show yeah. up. Like be present. With something like, other just, than music. Yeah, like just show up. I'm sensitive. Like I'm super sensitive. Like so, kind of like be aware that be aware of that and be okay with those moments. Like help me through them talk me through it like when i'm i'm stressed out and i got a lot on my plate like i want you to be peace you know what i'm saying in that moment like i don't need you to chastise me i don't need you to scold me like just be that peace in that moment even if you don't know exactly what to say in that moment and you just want to sit and you want to be quiet and you just want to rub my back I'm fine. Like that's that's okay with me. You know what I'm saying? Like, or if I'm getting it out, I could be crying and you can just literally just be playing in my hair with my head on your chest. Or like, you know what I'm saying, like just under me and just kind of like taking it in. That's cool with me. Like that's okay with me. Like just just be present, be there. Like we understand it. But yeah, like, cause niggas don't know how to do that. Niggas, they wanna be city boys bad. So <laughs> they don't know like how to be emotional and how to like handle stuff like that I you know, I had to catch myself because I was getting ready to say something <laughs> that really was going to sound real different to what I mean um I I just I agree with you I miss <laughs> and I hope that all the men out there take this as the compliment that it is intended I miss 90s R&B niggas. Hello? Hello? They were built different. I really miss... Where the boys to men, Joda type <laughs> niggas? Where the jagged edge niggas? Yes. Like, where the shot? Niggas? Yeah, Remy shot, H-Town, as yet. The early 112. Yeah. Like, Avant me down. Please. For real. LFG me. Like, I'm good with that. Give me genuine. Casey and Jojo. Absolutely. Like, like, can I get a... Like, what Absolutely. I feel like we have disconnected from 
like love and now men whether it's hetero or homo like i feel like they have disconnected from emotions and that being okay like i feel like people have disconnected from like what love is and how you actually cater to a relationship to it's just physical and it's just you know what i'm saying like tangible things but it's so much more than that we've like advanced so much with like all these different retrospects of what people think love and relationships are and have so many different layers to it now to the point where that simple kind of feel good even if I hurt you I'm not too big to say sorry type of love we don't have that like that no more if everything is so accessible so if now it's like bitch if you hurt me I'm good on you like I'll, I'll work it out for what <laughs> like what what's the point like <laughs> what's the point of working it out like I can have another nigga tomorrow like it's everything is so accessible like now to where people don't want to work at love it's too hard like they want to they want it easy they want it fast they want it now but i tell my students even when it comes to like their careers and just the people around me just in general do you want a hot and ready pizza or do you want a home-cooked meal because a hot and ready pizza is only going to last for so long and satisfy you for so long i need something that's got leftovers I need something and that's gonna clog your order faster too. Look, I I, I need something that's gonna kill your. <laughs> give me some longevity, um, over rare, like over temporary satisfaction. But it's the temporary satisfaction is what people want because it's so fast. Like niggas don't know how to date anymore, or like court. Like they don't they don't know how to do that. Like it doesn't exist. It, it doesn't, doesn't exist. I it don't does, know what but I feel that like it does in the older generation. I feel like it's in the older generation of men. But the younger males be like, oh, they're old. Uh, they're this, they're that. But honestly... Well, I need to figure out where the old niggas at. Because the ones that I run into, they out here trying to be hot boys. Like, and see, that's something like, I don't like too. But again, I feel like they is trying to be city boys, but the older yeah. ones they trying to be hot boy. Nigga, you ain't juvenile, and this ain't the '99s nor the 2000s. Grow the fuck up. I feel like a lot of them are trying to keep up with the younger generation, though, because mm-hmm. they find them attractive. So it's just like, what do I have to do to make you? You know what I'm saying? fuck with me like what is what would I have to do like where do I gotta be to make you want to fuck with me or whatever and they compromise like who they really are to be these men for these younger guys and it's like I feel like it just fucks up their whole mentality because I see these beautiful I don't, because I, I, don't, I don't like the, I feel like beautiful is like over handsome. Like, I really feel like I, I see these beautiful melanated men, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, that are older, but like you said, they out here trying to be in the streets and be hot boys and just be fucking on everybody doing whatever, always labels this, labels that, or, you know what I'm saying, I'm trying to have you put up, but they don't know how to be in love anymore because they so used to, being with hot boys and being with these boys that give temporary satisfaction 
they, you know what I'm saying? They didn't forgot how they came up. Because I know they were taught how to love. Well, they, I can't say that they were taught how to love because I don't know how they, their upbringing was. But, yeah. They had uh, better examples in music, I'll say that. Yeah. Give me had better examples. Absolutely. But the music, like, the music was... The music was music in there. Like the music the was lo- music in bitch. Like <laughs> it was music. Bitches was like niggas was standing in the rain and music videos singing the bitches. Like motherfuckers was out here crying on records. Niggas yes. like dudes was out here like begging bitches. Like, like and not because- voicemails and all of that. Like that's that's yeah. Even voicemails calling your mama, showing up right. your job respectfully. But like, like Martha, I need to talk to you about your son. Like, period. I, I, I really love him. Like, I need you to have this conversation. Let him know. Invite me over for dinner so I can just, you know, what I'm saying, Papa, while y'all eating, so I can tell my lover. Like, love, <laughs> love was the thing. <laughs> but it's just like now, everybody want to be JT and Carisha, but see now JT is put up. So it's just like- JT I is I have put up. She is I have right. <laughs> she is I have like, girl, I don't, she's like, girl, I don't know what y'all mean. Like, yeah. like, like, <laughs> like, like, what is it? See me? Like that man loves me. Like, girl, he loves my dirty drawers. Like, right. <laughs> so it's just like, are y'all gonna go for, and that's my thing. Like, even with Carisha, like Carisha is, she put up. Like the men that are loving on them right now, have taken them away from what everybody thought a, a city girl was. And yeah, they are still city girls. You know what I'm saying? Like they still gonna mm-hmm. put out that music. They still gonna do their big one, but they have men that actually love them and make sure that they're taken care of and things of that nature. And they love them back. So it's like, are y'all gonna continue to go with the, the city girl narrative of the music? Or are y'all gonna go with the narrative of these girls in love and they actually love their niggas. Like, which one are you gonna go with now? You know what I'm saying? Like, which one, which one y'all trying to be? Like, which one are y'all trying to be? Because they not the same girls no more. And that's what I've been trying to get people to understand. Like, it's okay to change. It's okay to fall in love. Like, you do not have to be in the streets all the fucking time. Like, it's all right. Like, ain't nobody gonna, we not gonna judge you. We, we and did. then on top of that, like all these girls be out here talking about what they need a nigga to do to get them, what they need a nigga to do to get to them. Do you expect a nigga to never step up and have it? Like, like, yeah. what do you do? Like, 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 like eventually somebody gonna step up and get you what you want. Exactly. What you gonna so, do? What, a, hello, what are you gonna do with it? What's it? What? Don't play with it. 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 Like, what are you gonna do with it when you get it? Just lay in it, okay? <laughs> Spend all day in it. Like, what? What are you gonna do? Like, are you gonna go for like this? with your stereotypical? Like, what you gave us? You gave us the blueprint. This is what you think love is. Are you gonna go with it, or are you gonna continue to act the same way you are and just shit on these people that? actually do care about you you know what i'm saying actually do love you and they trying to give you like what they have like what are you what you gonna do with it Mm -hmm. we could be all day with this (laughs) we could (laughs) honey shout out to diddy and uzi because i just want to rock too shit (laughs) trying to move on my damn stuff anyway anyway honey who are your top five top five 
you tell me because you sing and rap so i'll let you choose between rappers singers a combination of the two who are your top five voices that influence you top five for the singers would be um anthony hamilton my father um yes, sorry. Uh, Victoria Monet, her pen is vicious for those that don't know. Um, Keon Dixon, he does mm-hmm. RB Neo Soul. Um, I'd be like, he's like the churchy, like, if you if I wanted like my churchy side to be like critique and just full, he would be my he's my blueprint. I love Keon Dixon, like, I literally can listen to RB Kenny all fucking day. Um, Duran Bernard. And shit, it's so many. Um, there's so many. Um, 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 John Legend. John Legend is probably like my five, and it's just because he's um, I feel like the love. I'm like the love child of like Anthony and John. Like those, those are like my two of my biggest um two of my biggest influences um and then rap um because i don't want to be crucified uh no wrong answers here (laughs) there are no wrong answers here no I'm, i'm pretty sure people will never understand my top fives but I'm like, bitch, these I are actually, who influences me. I'm not trying to set the top five for y'all. This is the top five for me. This is mine. Let me do this. I would say, um, Missy is in my top five. Um, I would have to say that I'm actually scrolling through my, um, <laughs> my what you call it my playlist now because there was a guy that I ran into um a while ago a couple months ago I ran into him on Instagram it was a freestyle that he did and it sent me just because he spoke from a, a very uh vulnerable place I'm trying to see if I can pull him up real fast but I'm not seeing him yet but yeah Missy's in my five um, Nikki is in my five. Mm-hmm. Um, mm, cause the rap ones, I don't really. There's this guy, and I know they're not like mainstream. Um, this guy named Two Time. Okay. I, I recently found him. He's actually an LGBT uh rapper. Super dope. He reminds me of like Meek Mills. Mm. Um, like he he reminds me of Meek Mills a whole lot. I love his flow. Um, my little brother Ayo Rayshon. He's another one of my favorites. Um, unsigned uh, indie. And then Lady London. She does it for uh, me. London is metaphorically a fucking assassin. Um, I feel like she's very very underrated. Love that. Very nice. What are your thoughts on the current state of neo soul music? Uh, it's there. It's there. A lot of people don't know that 
it's there um, because the lines have been blurred as to what R&B and Neo Soul and just that kind of music like what it is um, and there's so many different layers to it now I just feel like we can do better with loving on the artists that we do have within that realm of music because there's a lot of them I feel like they deserve so much more love and attention um, that don't get it because they aren't like mainstream. I feel like Neo Soul is very deep cutty. I feel like Neo Soul bears those deep cuts in that grit and that reality, like when it comes to R&B music. And I feel like R&B has gone all like mainstream for the most part. But a lot of the indie artists, they, they like, they wear it out. They are wearing it out over here and I just want them to get their flowers. Like I was so happy like Money Long, like she finally came back from like the background to the front. She deserved it. Like she deserves that. Coco Jones, I'm so glad she's in the front like now and the girls can really see her cause she's been, she's been doing that. Like she's been that girl. Like I'm glad that they're finally giving her her flowers flow. I love them. Um, the trio. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I love them too. And they're just due. Like I'm glad that these people are really starting to pop out and like really start to live. But Neo Soul is there. Neo Soul is there. And I just want people to to love on it. Love on it, even if it's not like the mainstream artists that are putting it like out there, like dig. You have to dig deeper for them. Dig deeper for these these cuts and these tracks and these artists. Like dig deeper because they're there and they have beautiful voices and and presence and like just just love on them. Absolutely. Describe for me the moment that you will feel like you've made it as an artist. When I could break down on national TV with an award in my hand and tell my mom I made it. Period. And I, 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 when that moment happens, that's what I'm gonna know. It's, it's real. Like it's, it's really happening. Like I've had a lot of moments that made me feel like I'm growing, but like those, like those would be because my mom, she's my rock. My mom is my rock. My mom is like my everything. I feel like without her there's been a lot of moments I would not have made it through in my adult life because I just didn't know how to navigate and my mom is a warrior like I know like daily she's praying for me and she is interceding for me and she is battling things that I don't even know that she's battling for me um so she's that one person in my life before she she just says I'm I'm done with this world I've done everything that I can like that I want to be able to grant that to her even if I'm not like able to pay her back for everything that she's done like I want to be able to say this is a product of you standing on this stage in front of these people and you did this you you rendered this this man that everybody sees before them. Like this, this is a product of you. 
and I want you to be happy with that, like with what you see on this screen. And my mom will always just be like, I'm already proud of you, but I want it, I want you to see me here, like in my prime. Like I want you to see me really, really put on for you. That is beautiful. Shout out to Madre. I absolutely <laughs> love that. <laughs> I absolutely love that. Um have you have you heard of the game this or that? Yes. Do you want to play with me? I would love to. Oh my gosh. Yay. Okay, let's go. Would you rather buy property or buy jewelry? Property. Get your body done or stay natural? Mm, and what's it? Never mind. Stay natural. <laughs> that's your, that's all these questions are based on your own criteria, so answer them however you naturally think to answer them in your head. Stay natural. Stay natural. Okay. Sign to a label or stay indie? Look, uh, I just had this conversation. Um, sign to a label. Okay. Would you prefer an up-tempo or a ballad? Ballad. Lyricism or talking shit? Mm. I'm gonna say lyricism. <laughs> okay. Would you rather get a rapper for the feature or 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 get another singer? Singer, nasty. I'm, I've been waiting to give me one of those. Love that. <laughs> Be in a group or stay a solo artist. So long. I don't play well with this. Damn. <laughs> don't play with it. Don't play with it. Don't Sorry. play with it. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't play with it. <laughs> Go on tour or have a residency? Residency. Love that. I don't get that answer very often. Tell me why. Residency, like to me, it's a playground. Like I feel like with a tour, it's like a pick up and go. Like with a residency, you truly get to create what it is that you want this storyline to be. I feel like with a tour, you can do that, but there's only so much you can do because you have to pick up and go. So everything has to be movable, transitionable. Like you can't really do it do it the way that you want to and like build it the way you want to residencies I feel like they literally have been telling these people what's in their brains and they're making it come to life and it's like I get to live that every day on a bigger scale like I feel like the money that they put into residencies is more than what they put into tours like if Beyonce had a residency it would be fucking insane I know it would like I feel like what we see on tour would be multiplied times three. See, she probably, child, imagine if she got that $24 million for a residency, child. Do you not, come on, and just like, just, the production, I'm really, really big on production. Like, so, 
We can get I Beyonce mean. walking through fire. She be out here walking through fire while she's walking on water at the same Do time. Do you hear me? Like, she probably would be <laughs> on a sofa covered in plastic, like, hanging in the air. Like, just... Like, literally. <laughs> like, literally, she be she would have an entire couch floating through the audience, and she'd just be, like, peeling plastic off, singing lyrics. <laughs> like... <laughs> She wouldn't even hire backup dancers. She would just get clones of herself. Literally, like, I just, I know, I know the production on the tour is going to be top tier, but I just feel like with residencies, they really get to, depending on how creative your team is, they really get to, like, go there and paint the pictures, like, with all the costume in and everything else. I would love to do a residency. Sexy video or serious video? Uh, serious, serious. Give me my acting okay. chops. Let's go acting chops. <laughs> Would you rather win a Grammy or win a Soul Train award? Soul Train. Not even a thought. Love that. <laughs> like Soul Train. Like uh, the Grammys is. I think it's good for social, like social status and networking and and that putting those notches on your belt but I feel like a full train award would mean so much more to me I agree you're about to release your major label debut single right mm. would you rather have a feature on it or leave it as a solo song solo I will leave it solo we can go back and do a remix pack later <laughs> hello I'd be yeah. like, say the bitch for the remake. Yeah, we're running back then, but for right now, like, this is the debut solo, for sure. But like, oh, a feature? We're going to spin the block on that, but... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, but send him the beat for later. Most definitely. Uh, <laughs> would you rather do a mixtape with all original music or an old school Jack at the Beats tape? Just to test myself, old school, Jenkins for Beats. Just like, I would love to, just to really, really put my spin on it. Like what my take on it would have been, like what that verse would have been like if you would have threw me on there. Like, yeah, I would love to do that. I feel like it just, you have to push to be more creative. It takes you out of your realm. On my own shit, it's gonna be, you know what I'm saying? Like that's that's easy for me. But put me on, you know what I'm saying? Like, so old shit. Oh, yeah. Make me fight for my life. <laughs> I love that. Absolutely love that. Release an album or release an EP? I'm torn with that. EP, if I could do it the way Mila J did hers. But I'm mm. an album boy. But, like, the way Mila J had did it, and she dropped one a month, and it had, like, five, six songs on it. She did it for a whole year. If I can do it like that, I would definitely do it EP. I would do, yeah, I would definitely do it EP. So you wouldn't pull up Papoose and do an album every month? Mm-mm. Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> uh-uh. Let me go. Uh-uh. 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 I ain't gonna be able to find somebody else to do it. I ain't gonna be able to yeah, get somebody else to do it. I'm not, uh-uh. <laughs> Y'all better call Pepoose again. See if he got okay. another. <laughs> yeah. See if he got another one in him, cause I know. I I I, 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 I. Okay. Uh, 
For your first single, do you want to release a turn up song or an emotional song? Turn up. That's what I'm doing now. Period. Last okay. one for the uh, this or that. Would you rather have big vocals like Whitney or smooth vocals like Aaliyah? Smooth. Okay. Smooth. Um, Because everybody I'm learning, and this is something I'm learning now, because I, I doubt myself a lot sometimes. I'm human. Um, and I look at other other like other artists that I cross sometimes and I listen to their voices. And I'm just like, I wish my voice was so big and like I wish I could do riffs and runs like them. But everybody's iconic in their own sense. Like, even though Aaliyah's voice wasn't huge and she wasn't just out there running and, and, and you know what I'm saying, doing all of that she was still I can't you know what I'm saying like she everybody mm-hmm. still has like their moments like everybody's voices aren't big so yeah I wouldn't be mad at having a smooth voice cause there's a market for everybody like there's there's room for everybody for sure what's been your proudest moment as an artist so far the Apollo um, I I performed at the Apollo in New York. Um, congratulations! That was, thank you. That was actually one of the most nerve wracking experiences of my life, but it was one of my proudest moments because there's not too many boys like us that get those chances and those opportunities to even touch that stage and rub that log and go out there and perform in front of all those people. Um, So that was a big stride for me. Um, That was probably one of my most, like one of my most proudest moments. That's beautiful. What do you think is the best song that you've released so far? GPS that's my baby GPS uh, (laughs) that's that one that's that's my baby Um, it was just one of those songs I pinned it like the rent was due like (laughs) I, I pinned that one like the rent was due and it's just always really kind of grown I've watched the song grow with me um kind of how like Doja would say so like when it first came out and then every time you saw her perform that song it grew like it changed like the theme changed the dancing was bigger the production was different like she the song grew like as 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 she grew and I feel like GPS is like one of those songs I watched grow like I've watched it grow time and time again the production changed like the girl that dances with me on that track she's been my dancer since I started doing music and I've watched me and her like grow together so I definitely would say um released would be GPS the unreleased stuff that's what I'm waiting on now like 
but GPS is the one that's out now that I really feel like that's that one. Nice. What are you working on now that we should be looking forward to? Hotel Heartbreak is mm-hmm. on its way. Hotel Heartbreak is definitely on its way. Um, this is my turn to talk my shit. Uh, <laughs> I get to take my I get to take my turn to tell my side. <laughs> but I've been taking my time with this one. Um, I really, really been taking my time with this one. Like I want this one to really um, be that staple that kind of breaks that door down for me um just for our representation in the r&b world i feel like we have plenty of representation like in rap and hip-hop um but i don't feel like we have enough representation um for r&b and neo so so that's the goal like with this project I'm excited. Do you have a rollout or like a projected release date for it or how you want to present it? Yes, I do. Oh, <laughs> I really do. Um, and until it's right, I'm not giving a date. I had a date. Um, I had a date because I was like, March, we dropping a project and I've been literally like screaming at the top of my lungs. Um, March is not happening. Um, it's it's just not. Um, the track list I want it to be right visually. I want it to be appeasing. Um, I need it to look, sound, and feel like growth. I don't need it to look, sound, or feel like what's already been put out by me. Like I I want people to feel different this go around the rollout I want it to be a rollout a lot of people don't understand that can make or break a project um and a lot of people don't even care to do a rollout just cause they don't even know what it is um but I feel like that's important I feel like that's very very important so until it's like together I'm putting out no dates. I, y'all might get a couple songs like between now and then, like the ones that did make the project. But yeah, I'm not. I'm not putting out a date yet. Fair. If you could remake a classic song, which would you choose and why? Charlene. Mm. Charlene. Um. Charlene is probably one of my favorite songs to cover um there is so much pain in that song mm-hmm. um I just would want the opportunity to like just I wish I I made the song like I I wish that was that came for me <laughs> like <laughs> like whatever whenever I sing it like even when I cover it I try to cover it the way I would have, I would have presented it to the world when I recorded it. But Charlene is definitely that song. I know that's like weird, but yeah, like Charlene's got it all. <laughs> Not at all. I, I'm a huge Anthony Hamilton fan, so if you would have said her heart, I, I would have yes! right here. I would have just bust out crying right here. I'd be like, ah! 
I know what you mean. Like that went Charlene or Lucille? Charlene or Lucille? Mm. Okay, I fucks with that. Who is an artist that is no longer living that you wish you would have gotten to work with before they passed? Um, definitely Prince. Um, definitely Prince. I feel like now uh, a lot of people may not agree, and that's fine. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. However, I feel like the dream and his mm-hmm. penmanship and his first project was the closest to what we would have got of what Prince would be now, like in this area, like of like music, like this generation of music. Mm-hmm. Like, cause you have to listen to like Purple Kisses and Fast Car. Like those are songs I literally can't hear Prince. You know what I'm saying? Like I can hear Prince on. Um, I would I would have loved to work with him just his tone his sensuality like the like the grit like in his soul like when he really got down into his deep cuts I would have loved to work with Prince I love that idea mm. who is an artist that's still living who you'd like to do a live tribute to I just was talking about this last night. It would be Anthony Hamilton. It's I, I actually said that on, I said that on my page. Um, I want to say like two a day or two ago. Love that. Yeah, it would. It definitely it would be Anthony Hamilton. Like that's my father. When I be saying that's my father, like <laughs> <laughs> I'll be for real. Like that is my father. Like for real, it would definitely be Anthony Hamilton. I absolutely love that. What makes a perfect song, in your opinion? I want to be able to feel it. I don't. I don't like empty tracks. Like even if it's a turn up song, make me turn up. Like I need to feel some kind of emotion of some sort. Like it doesn't have to be sad. Emotion doesn't always have to like equate and equivalent to like being sad or I'm hurt. Like it doesn't have to be that. Like make me feel something but also um penmanship i'm big on pen i'm big mm-hmm. on penmanship um don't just tell me no bullshit like just you just wrote some shit like make me you know what i'm saying if you rapping make me know it you know what i'm sure. saying like make make me make me know a double and triple entendres you know what i'm saying like the the context like of it like just make it make sense the quality of it like i feel like mixing and mastering is a big thing like if it ain't mixed and master i don't it don't feel the same to me and i can tell when it's not mixed and mastered like all of that stuff kind of like goes cohesively into like what would make a good song i dig that how will your music change the industry you said how? Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I'm I'm just one person. Um, but I do feel like hopefully it'll like open people up to the idea of 
falling in love with a queer artist um and being okay with it without judging um i'm just now getting to a point where i've been having like comfortable comfortable moments with actually putting male context clues in my music um and stuff like that and really opening 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 up to like the idea of men like my first well my first video i was a swinger and my first music video like i was in a like a, a relationship i was a swinger because there was a feature on the song and it was a girl the song was talking about sex but i didn't say him she i don't i don't do that like in my music i don't i don't ever say like he she or like i don't use any pronouns mm-hmm. um but i'm getting more open to that like now but i want to be able to continue to do it without pronouns because i want men to be able to you know what i'm saying like heterosexual men i want them to be able to enjoy the music without being judgy I feel like if I say he, even on the song slap, they're not gonna sing it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I still, yeah. I'm, it's like playing the game, but not playing the game. Like, I'm not saying if you go to my page, y'all know I'm gay. Like, come on. And if you don't, like, as you get to know me, I'm not ashamed of it, but I'm just not throwing it in their face. But I do want, I want that to be like what I give to the industry. Like when when they bring me to the table, I want them to be able to be okay with it. Like I want you to be able to sit me in front of these these straight men and they're not like, we don't know if we want to sign you because you are queer. You know what I'm saying? Like you you are a LGBT, like I'm saying a LGBT artist. Mm-hmm. Like just love it. Love me. You know what I'm saying? Love the music, like for the music. Like that's that's what I want to offer to the industry. Like love it. Sing it at the top of your lungs when you mad at your bitch. You know what I'm saying? Like, and be okay with it. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm not talking about anything like far-fetched. Even when I talk about eating ass, like, niggas eat ass. Like, that's that, that's actually not a bad thing anymore. Like, everybody does it. So, you know what I'm saying? Just absolutely <laughs> love it for what it is. Shit. <laughs> Period. Shout out to all the niggas that eat ass out here. Shout out to us, because we out here. Yes. <laughs> like, and waiting. It's like, we are out here, like, ready. <laughs> yeah, I-, I love that for you. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to stay professional. <laughs> It's okay. <laughs> Woo. All right. Um, what do you fear more? Success or failure? Success. Mm, okay. It scares me. Um, just because I know what can come with it. And I know once it's there, I have to fight to keep it. Um, that's the scary part. But I've always been taught it's you know what I'm saying, like your dreams and success don't scare you. You're not dreaming big enough. And you're not thinking big enough. Um failure is evident. 
So it's just like one of those things where I just take that. If it happens, it's a life lesson at this point. I just do my best not to feel the same way. With success, it's a gamble. You just you just never know how it's going to happen, when it's going to happen, and how like how fast it's going to take you. Like, it just, yeah, that's it. That's scary to me. <laughs> like, that's like, it's because it's like, I don't have no control. Like, at all over the situation, for real, for real. So, it could take me up real high and then, boom, drop me. Totally. For you on that. So, <laughs> in that regard, how do you apply that thinking to life or death? Which do you fear more? Life itself. Because, again, <laughs> like death, that's, it's evident. It's going to happen. Um, and it's hap- I think because it's happened so much around me, I've, kind of, I've become like numb to it. I think when my dad passed, like at that point, I just, it, I, I, I just, I it didn't do nothing to me anymore. Um, I think the next time that death probably will bother me, it's like, you know what I'm saying, whenever my mom may pass, um, Lord's will no time soon, but like, yeah, life is, life is scary to me. I wake up every day not knowing what's going to happen next. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes you can go with the flow. Sometimes you can't. Like, you you never know. So it's just like that a matter of, again, what's going to happen? I don't know. Everything is just kind of like unhinged. <laughs> mm, that's very true. What do you want your stamp on the music industry to be? Good music. My pen. Like my pen. That's my name is Hemingway. I want I want people to to like when they hear my music, they oh he wrote the fuck out of that. Like I want people to be like he he really, really like bared his soul in this music. Like he really, you know what I'm saying? I want it to feel like something. That's one thing Anthony Hamilton, I will say like John Legend, Anthony Hamilton, even like Vivian Green, Chrisette Michelle, like these artists evoked a different level of emotion from you. Um, like they they gave you a death like of like, well, if they were hurt, oh, but you knew they was hurt. Like you, you think <laughs> you would think they was doing karaoke at a bar, drunk, and you was just there to witness it. They was hurt, but like you know what I'm saying when they when they talk about love, it's that shit that feels so warm, and it feels like so good to you. Like I want, I want that to like be a stamp for me. Like I, I, I want it to feel like something, like and people to really, really take the time out to be like, okay, like he's writing. Like he's really, really writing about this shit. So yeah, definitely, definitely that pen. That pen and performance, um, those are like my two Ps. Cause I pride myself on performance too. So I want that to be my stamp. 
I fuck with that. Do you think you found yourself yet? Nope. Mm. We still looking. We found we still some pieces. Looking. <laughs> we found some pieces, but <laughs> we definitely still looking. Nice. I, I, I totally dig that. What does the person you've become so far tell your younger self in retrospect? I wish I would have took the time out when I was younger to be a bit more like money oriented, like responsible. Cause I can be very irresponsible with things. Um, I wish I was a bit more responsible because even as a kid, my parents were trying to teach me that, but that was like the one thing that just did not stick with me. It just didn't. It, it just did. That was literally the one thing that did not stick with me. Um, and just to be a bit more okay with my emotions. Um, I dealt with like a lot of fucked up men in my life um, that my mom may have dated, my dad at one point. Um, but everybody that I came across when I was younger, even when the guys I was dating, um, when I actually did start like dating, dating and, and understood what dating was, weren't big on emotions. So now it's very hard for me to communicate with people, um, especially in relationships. Uh, or like in moments of confrontation, it's very hard for me to communicate because I was always told that men aren't supposed to argue or debate. Um, men aren't supposed to be sensitive. Men aren't supposed to cry. Men aren't supposed to be like emotional. They were like men, men, like they were alpha, like alpha males. So it's just like, you're not supposed to do that. Or like when I would cry, they would like punch on me and stuff and like rough me up and tell me I'm not supposed to be crying. So I don't know how to handle certain things now in my adult life. And I wish I had the opportunity to go back and tell myself that that was okay to do. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's okay for you to cry. It's okay for you to express the way that you feel. Like it's, it's okay to do those things. Don't ever like let anybody make you feel like it's not okay to do that. Because now niggas be saying I can't communicate, but that's why. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, and they'll, people think it's like a crutch, but it's not a crutch. It's, that's a real thing. Like, imagine you coming home and you trying to get something out and you going through it. And this nigga got you hemmed up on the wall. And every time you get ready to start crying, they punching you in your chest. You're, you're a kid. You know what I'm saying? Like, so just imagine that happening. Imagine you you trying to get something out and tell your side of something and somebody slapped the shit out you. You know what I'm saying? I'm very and, familiar. And your like, so when it comes down to like somebody trying to argue with me that I care about that I'm in a relationship with or whatever, or a friendship, it's hard for me to communicate in those moments because I was always taught, don't do that. Don't say nothing. You know what I'm saying? You're not supposed to. So it's like I hold a lot of shit in until it boils over. And when it boils over, it's too late. Because at that point, it's now it's an argument. And now it's a problem. Now it's an issue. When I could have just communicated, I just don't know how. And I'm still learning, like unlearning 
that but i wish i could have told my my younger self that it's let that shit out <laughs> let that shit out it's it's okay like please let that shit out i'm with you on that i'm totally with you on that what keeps you up at night music <laughs> music yeah. and food <laughs> I know that's right. I know like, that's right. I'm always uh, thinking about what I can do the next day to like further my career. I'm I'm listening to beats. I'm writing. Um, I literally just sit and I conceptualize music videos and just make like these notes with mood boards and all types of stuff in my phone. Like that'll keep me up later than anything like i can i can fit to like five six o'clock in the morning just up is doing shit researching and stuff like this i like to research i love that how do you want to be remembered as a person overall just somebody that loves everyone I, I want to be remembered as just a loving person, somebody that cared about everybody. Um, and I just, I've always wanted to get everybody the world and I know I can't give them everything, but I want everybody to be able to say they at least were able to take something from me at some point. I love that. Very nice. Is there anything that you would like to share with my audience and I that I didn't cover in our conversation today? City Boys up by 12. No. You really, you really covered so much. Um, this is probably by far one of the best interviews I've ever done. Um, and I just love the fact that you really tapped into the reality of what it is. It was a conversation. It wasn't like scripted or anything like that. It was very much so a conversation. That's something I love. But like just to anybody that does what I do, doesn't do what I do, you could do hair, makeup, I don't care what it is. Like just give it everything you got unapologetically. Like know that you are going to fuck up know that everything is not going to be perfect everything ain't gonna hit every time that you put it out like just do it and continue to do it and figure things out along the way like don't don't try to be perfect because we we're not we're not you know what i'm saying we're human we're not robots so it's not gonna be perfect and be okay with that like be okay with not being perfect like just go with the results you get so yeah Absolutely. I love that message. Now, (laughs) my last questions for you are, what's next for you? And where can we find you and all the things that you want to promote? What's next is this album. (laughs) What's next is getting this fucking album out and giving y'all some amazing visuals and touring, I've, I've been in the atmosphere this summer, whether it's a self, like an independent tour, or I'm opening for somebody. The goal is to tour over the summertime. Um, 
So that's definitely what's next. And then um, you can find me at Hemingway on everything. Uh, Twitter, all that. Like, I'm literally, if you look up H-E-M-M-I-N-G-W-H-Y, you can find me on everything. Um, y'all be looking for that OnlyFans. Definitely yeah. going to be our fan next month. I'm actually excited about that. That's, that's going to be a project. Um, it's not going to be what everybody thinks. I'll say that. I'll just leave it. It's not going to be what everybody thinks it's going to be. Um, but it's definitely going to be a vibe. <laughs> Exciting. So it's not necessarily going to be you smashing hoes to your own music. It may just be you writing new music in the news. Who knows? You never know. Mm-hmm. It could be a whole... It could be a whole web series. You never know what could happen. Like, just it's definitely going to be something very unconventional. Um, but it will be Hemingway. I will. I can. I can definitely say that it will definitely be Hemingway. I absolutely love that. I always thought about like if I did do an OnlyFans, it would probably just like the easiest thing that I could think of to make my OnlyFans make sense is me doing these interviews naked. But see, that would be dope. Like, if you really, like, if everybody that you got to interview, like, was okay with being naked, that would be epic. (laughs) Yeah, like, that would be totally lit. I'm sure I would never be able to get that to happen, but I'm sure that it would be kind of interesting to see me having these conversations with people you may or may not know, and I'm just, like, literally sitting there naked. You would like, have to get like the Sukiyanas. Like you would have do this. You would have to get like people like that. Cause I know Suki would be like, fuck yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> they know with Suki, full titty though. Like everything. Yeah, yes, yeah. cocktails, long nails. Yeah, like I, I can see that. I can see For that. For that. That's a vibe. <laughs> Stay tuned, children. You may not okay. you may never know. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> Stay tuned. We'll see how it goes. (laughs) But yes, on that note, that has been our show, children. I appreciate every single one of you guys for tuning in to help me to facilitate this conversation. And I want to extend a special, 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 special thank you to my guest, Hemingway, for blessing the pod today. Thank you so much for being here. No, thank you for even creating a space. Like, thank you so much. Oh, I appreciate you so much. It has been incredible. Come back anytime when new music drops, when the OnlyFans launches. If you want to just come back and shoot the shit, let me absolutely. know. You de- absolutely. You let me know. Just be like, hey, I need you today. I'm in there. Period. I will hold you to that for sure. Come on. <laughs> come on. <laughs> All right, now, with that being said, I want to remind all of you guys out there listening, as I do every episode, to be real, stay in reality, and always, always bring the realness. I am Brian K. James. This has been Real Reality Realness. And until next time, I love all of you guys from the bottom of my green heart emoji. Keep the mess in the message, be useful, but don't be used, and misbehave yourselves. Peace. Bye, guys. <laughs> <laughs>
What's going on, everybody? Brian K. James here, and I'm so excited to let you know that this podcast is being brought to you in part by Outlander Media Network. Outlander's mission is to bring you the most exclusive alternative content from across the web, from the farthest reaches invading your space. We appreciate every single one of you guys for tuning in and never want you to forget to embrace your inner Outlander. I am Brian K. James, and this is Real Reality Realness.